Let's talk about something that affects all of us ladies, hormones. Because let's face it, when your hormones are out of whack, life can feel like a roller coaster. Well, say hello to Hormone Harmony, the ultimate solution for women of all ages seeking balance, crafted by Happy Mammoth. But what sets Hormone Harmony apart? Well, it's not just another supplement. Happy Mammoth, the company behind Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. Plus, Hormone Harmony contains science-backed adaptogens that help your body adapt to hormonal changes, ensuring you feel like yourself again. Hormone Harmony is an all-in-one hormonal balancing solution designed for women of all ages. So whether you're in your 20s dealing with PMS or in your 40s and beyond facing menopause, Hormone Harmony has got you covered. For a limited time, you can take 15% off your first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code BLACKGIRLFLOW at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code BLACKGIRLFLOW for 15% off your order today. Welcome to the Black Girl Flow Podcast, a space dedicated to creating conversation that pushes us to be in alignment and at peace with ourselves and the world around us. We are about cultivating joy, growth, and success in our life, love, and identity. So join us as we find our flow. We are your hosts, Liv and Lex, two 20-something-year-old Black girls working every day to be in flow. And we want you along this journey with us. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Black Girl Full Podcast. We hope that you guys are doing well, thriving per usual, and even if you're not thriving, just know that we love you and we are supporting you throughout this time. We also hope that you can start to smell the rumblings of Thanksgiving food, (laughs) sweet potato pie, Lexi's fave, also turkey, ham, collard greens beans, greens, tomatoes, potatoes, all of the things. And yeah, that you, that you're starting to prepare for that time. I feel like it's always this time, the week Mm. before Thanksgiving, that we come back to the dreaded, what dish are we? And Mm. I will never forget when you called me dressing. Oh yeah, I sure did. You do give off dressing vibes. (laughs) I'm glad I'm consistent. But if I were to give you a different plate like or a different dish for what I think you are for Thanksgiving I wouldn't say it's giving (laughs) vegan mac and cheese hmm do you have one for me I'm definitely thinking your dessert for sure okay I definitely think you might be mashed potatoes oh my family does not eat mashed potatoes on Thanksgiving I'm sorry so I can't relate to this one okay all right well that's what you are in my on somebody's plate yeah, you are on somebody's plate. I feel like my family, sometimes it's like either year, like maybe like every other year. Mm. Like we might have mashed potatoes depending on like what we're feeling. The vibe like. is mm-hmm. like how, how, how big we're going out. Yeah. I think you will always be pumpkin pie in my mind because you're just the okay. only person I know that likes <laughs> pumpkin pie like that. <laughs> I It's because for context, for all the black people wondering why the hell I would pick pumpkin pie i think we can normalize it now 
Well, there's a lot of controversy, controversy still, like when it comes to pumpkin pie versus sweet potato pie. I just want to say for the record, I like both pies. Okay, so do not come for me. My mom did not have us eating sweet potato pie growing up because she ate so much of it as a kid to the point where she literally got sick off of eating so much sweet potato pie. So it was like banned in my household until I went to a friend's house and they were like, do you want some sweet potato pie? And then I tried it for the first time and it was great. So I am a pie connoisseur and I love both of them. There we go. That's on that. I think yeah. that's I think that's so sad that somebody would have so much of something it would literally make them ill. My mom doesn't I know. eat like banana pudding or like banana pudding or like banana pie or something like that. And she also had an incident with like getting too sick. And I was like, Ugh. I was like, I don't Forbidden think I've love. ever had something like that where it's like I had such a gluttonous amount of it that like the physical presence. But I'm not a Thanksgiving like dinner girly. So mm. it's just it's another day. It's another day. It's like that? Yeah. Like, I'm, I don't. It's just not my faves. Mm, well, how are you feeling? Your family's headed down here to celebrate with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll still be a good time for sure. Just mm-hmm. like chilling, taking a little bit of a break off of work and things like that. So I think it'll be a good one. Okay. What's you your... excited to go back to ATL? Yeah, I am. I'm like, I love spending time with my family. I uh, just get like the... I don't know. Warm fuzzies. The warm fuzzies. We love the warm fuzzies. And my family's like not a very traditional person. So we don't like have specific like rituals when it comes to celebrating Thanksgiving or like other holidays. But I've been trying to enforce that. So maybe we'll see if like we can play taboo or something that's fun or if we'll just be the family that's like going to other people's houses because that's usually <laughs> how, you know, that's you how. Down. Mm-hmm. We don't ever host. We go, we're the family that goes to other people's place. So I'm just hoping that my friends and family know how to cook up a mean, <laughs> a mean dish. You know what I mean? So, so she we goes, can eat we, good we and house I can hop in until we find the best plate. <laughs> that is, that is the ritual. I guess talk about traditional. That's the ritual. So I just hope that people are throwing down so I can have my to go plates ready that's and so feast. Funny. That's so funny. For I the next that. few weeks. What's your pulse check looking like? November is just kind of flying by just as the rest of the year has been. Mm -hmm. So things are honestly, I was literally thinking like taking inventory of my life and just like thinking about all the things. And I feel very nostalgic for that. Like it's almost been a year since I've been in my house and things Mm -hmm. like that. Um, And finally like life slowing down. But at the same time, I have just like with work and things just like been really tired. Like I've just, there's been a lot of, people pulling at me in very different ways. And like, there's very few times that like, it's a weird, I'm very grateful and don't want to complain about my life. Cause there's yeah. like so many great things. There's such a like solid foundation right now, but it's been a very interesting things of like a lot of things just being like, uh, I just really don't like that. Like at all. Mm. And having to ask myself, like, what are we going to do about that then? But then like not feeling like, Oh my gosh, well I can't complain about this cause life's going so well. And I think some people, we just get in those kind of like ruts of life sometimes. So yeah, definitely going in for like a nice little break for the holidays. Okay. Love that for what you. What about you? Yeah. I mean, I, I think I'm just gearing up for spending time at home. I think it's been a while. It's been, yeah, it's been a while. I think on top of that, I've just also been really trying to figure out, I think my career, I think that's been like a big theme for me this year yeah. and like what I'm passionate about. So I've been, um, 
talking to a lot of people networking and i i think i'm going to carry on that energy probably throughout the rest of the year just talking to people she says q through q4 yeah through <laughs> going q4, to q1 going to q1 <laughs> just gonna keep on networking and um you know just finding my way slowing down a little bit mm-hmm. we love it we love the vibe uh, well as we're getting to the cozy season and we're you know slowing down a little bit and we're gearing up for the new year then we thought this would be a really great time to, you know, really try and put some language around how we take inventory of our life since, you know, you're like, okay, I've been thinking about these things for a really long time or me, I'm like kind of reminiscing and nostalgic on some things. And we did an episode way, 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 way back when, mm-hmm. if y'all been with us since our early days about intimacy and diving a little bit deeper on like the types of intimacy and how we can actually use that language to like better advocate for our, some of the needs that we might have, or maybe even better understand the experiences we've had. So we're rewinding it and going back to that conversation to dive a little bit deeper, to try and unpack just like the nuances around intimacy, because I really think in our society, we get so fixated on intimacy, really feeling like physical touch, like, Mm. and that's the only thing, or it's in some type of of sexual way I think is yeah. what most people think about like you know the little kikis and cuddles before bedtime things like yeah. that and some people will just be like oh, I don't have any of that in my life like mm-hmm. I'm missing that and what we know is that it's just so much deeper than that and when we actually start to kind of pull the layers of that onion behind or back then we actually kind of get new language about experiences or what we might have been ex- talking about or thinking about. Yeah, what a great conversation to have, especially as we recently had an episode on cuffing season mm-hmm. yeah. and kind of figuring out, okay, what what it even look like if I were to hop back in the game and get cuffed. Because <laughs> the, con- the consensus was we were like, we're sitting this one out. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But I, I love this conversation. We've actually talked about it on the podcast before, just discussing the different types of intimacy. So why don't we just get into naming some of them? So. Yeah. First on the docket, we've got emotional intimacy. And I like to define emotional intimacy as just how do you feel safe within expressing your emotions and showcasing empathy Mm -hmm. within our relationships. Uh, I find that I have probably the highest level of emotional intimacy (laughs) with my friends because I feel the most secure in expressing how I feel um, within that. But I think I've also been trying to figure out how to cultivate emotional intimacy within myself and understanding my emotions and like trusting my emotions and trusting myself. So that's how you can, for one, look at emotional intimacy. I'm going to pass it to you to discuss this. Yeah. Next one, physical Mm -hmm. intimacy. What we typically talk about or think about when we think about intimacy, which is physical intimacy, which would be a lot of those offhand touches or anything from a hug, you know, a little cuddle session, a warm embrace, Mm -hmm. like kisses, all of those holding hands, very much the physical interaction between you or someone else could be romantic could be platonic yeah any type of just kind of physical interaction would be physical intimacy yeah and the the thing about physical intimacy as you're saying like it could be a hug it could literally be any kind of touch when I was in Spain studying abroad that was the probably most pivotal time where I feel like I lacked it on a completely different level because of the fact that in Spain hugging is actually seen as more intimate than just kissing on the cheek yeah and I was like I just want to hug <laughs> like if anybody could just hug me that I would be so grateful and so happy so yeah that's super huge and I think a lot of the times like we haven't even realized that COVID has like really shifted a lot of people's mm-hmm. sense and like 
depletion of physical intimacy of like, I can be close to you, but not being able to like physically touch you yeah. or that warm embrace yeah. is not enough. You Absolutely. Know? So I think that's big, but I'll pass it back to you for, for the next one. Yeah. So next one and one that I feel like is super important and has kind of shifted my perspective in life is spiritual intimacy. So when I think of spiritual intimacy, I think about my relationship with my spirit. You can look at this you know, as your relationship to God, your relationship to source, to universe. the creation, universe, Mother how, Nature. yeah, like how are you making sense of the world and how are you connecting within yourself so that you understand, you know, what, where your spirit is guiding you, what your spirit is saying to you. Uh, you can access kind of more spiritual intimacy through praying, through meditation, through going to church, through finding, um, you know, more communities that are focused on either religious or spiritual practices. And then lastly, we have mental intimacy, mm-hmm. which is very much, I can kind of get this image of just like kind of the, um, the chakras mm. and thinking about like your head and that mental and like the heart and the spiritual and all that. But when you think about mental intimacy, it's really about the intellectual, mm-hmm. like how am I diving into deep critical thought? Mm-hmm. How am I being stimulated by challenges of learning? Mm-hmm. How am I doing that again? I think what we've been saying, not only with the people around me, but with myself. So also housing that kind of critical thought and how you're working out that brain muscle. Yeah. I think having this conversation, conversation around intimacy is so important because even right before we started recording this episode, I was talking to a friend of mine and he was, we were just kind of, you know, bouncing off of each other about how we struggle so much to have intimate relationships post-grad and how it shifted, um, like how our communities have shifted and our understanding of community has shifted since graduating and being on dating apps is something that we've often talked about on this Uh, platform and for a lot of us that's like a huge way of how we find intimacy through trying to connect with others on in this digital realm yeah and I've talked a lot about my experience just even working remote like I love working remote I love the flexibility and being able to watch Real Housewives during my lunch break but at the same time I find myself really lacking a lot of the intimacy languages that we just talked about because of the fact that I am only talking to my team. And then after I get offline, then I She's still only talking to me. <laughs> yeah. I'm either talking to Lexi or I'm like managing my virtual friendship relationships. Yeah. Um, and also, you know, being away from home and not like hugging and having physical intimacy. It's something that we're, a lot of us are struggling with and yeah. a lot of us are trying to make sense of how we can, you know, just, yeah feel full in the space and time that we are rather than feeling like we're lacking something. Yeah. And I think that's why I love this conversation so much because it helps us give the language of saying like, this is what my true immediate need is. And we've talked a lot for like years about how the way black women also navigate this space of like intimacy and bringing that into their life is also so different. And we've Mm -hmm. often talked about because of the difficulties in dating and like maintaining and not being able to have that physical connection, maybe with whoever your romantic interest is we Mm -hmm. often lean on like the emotional relationship with our friends Mm. and like that is our foundation and it's like I really don't need the only thing I need a man for is for some cuddles right because I think that's a part of black women's kind of survival tactics 
is creating a tribe where you can have that kind of deep mental, spiritual, emotional connection because the physical might just yeah. not always be there. And I, I didn't even know that that was what we were doing until you really dive into understanding all the facets. I know in real life moment that happened even over the, you know, this past weekend with Lexi, we were talking about how I was someone that was so delusionally like, I'm going to meet my husband. I'm going to meet my man. I'm going to do all of these things. And then for that progression to then like kind of see what I'm working with on the streets, like has been a little, you know, it's been a little bit of a roller coaster to say the least. Um, and I've been like very disappointed with at least the opinions of men that I've been in contact with and that I see online for how they view relationships. And there was just like this epiphany that was like, wait, like we as women, we are so much more emotionally intelligent and mentally like self-aware, like so much more to the point where I think the highest form of love that I will receive in this lifetime is through my family and my friends. Yeah. And I am, as a black woman, I feel like I've got to make peace with that because Mm. of Mm. like how full I can even see myself being within my friendships and understanding that, okay, even though I'm in this season of singleness, that does not negate me having to not invest in the other Mm. forms of intimacy that Mm. like we have. Mm. So I can still invest in my spiritual intimacy, which I've been doing. I can still invest in emotional intimacy. I can still invest in physical intimacy through, through even just like being like, Hey, can I please have a hug? Can I please cuddle with you? Like, can I please, you know, just like hold your hand, like hold your arm as we're walking down the street. It doesn't have to be this way of only viewing this through <laughs> being in a relationship, exactly. which is, I think how it's always been centered yeah. in our twenties being like, especially seeing our parents get married in their 20s some of us yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah. like ah oh, <laughs> there's been this huge focus on this is how it looks in this way when yeah. the like key to understanding and really investing and learning more about yourself has been here the entire time exactly I really love what you said and before we get into sharing with how people can cultivate more of that in their life or pour into certain buckets that might be lacking. Mm-hmm. I think I love that both and that you can not have the romantic relationship, but that doesn't mean you don't have any physical intimacy in your right. life. And you can advocate for yourself of saying, can I have some of that? Mm. And what might it look like? And that might help you better kind of on that journey of creating more of it in your life. And I think that's a really powerful place to be Mm. because as black women, we do have to come to just terms with a lot of things that just are unfair and unjust and all that. But it's nice to say, well, there are some areas that I can actually bring this to myself and I don't have to wait for a world to bring me something that I just don't know if it even exists right now. (laughs) Right. Exactly. So, and I think I've seen that in my life of different time frames having different levels in different banks. Mm -hmm. So, you know, sometimes I have a lot of mental and spiritual connection. And then sometimes that means that there's not a lot in the emotional or physical Mm. or vice versa. And so there's times where, especially when I was, I think coming out of school, like, really much, very much making sense of like my spiritual intimacy and relationship and trying to find the verbiage and the language and was in a lot of spaces from like Bible studies to trying to find different churches, especially since I was just making my new way as a young adult. 
And that just like, again, COVID really messed it up for a lot of people, but I think that just like fell off for me. I don't think it ever really goes away because I feel a very spiritual person, but it just wasn't, I wasn't cultivating a lot of that intimacy or Mm -hmm. community around that. Mm -hmm. But it's really great because recently I got to go, um, with like a group of people that I just really love. Um, somebody that I know has a farm and they've been doing this thing called barn church, which is like deconstructing and like decolonizing the church experience to like truly what is the best parts of it. And I got to do this like amazing experience with all of them. And I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't even realize how good that feels to my soul Mm. and like to that spiritual intimacy. And it's great to be able to name that being like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I haven't put a lot into that bucket, but like, dang, we're going to take this and we're going to ride this wave for a little bit. Mm. That's so beautiful. Yeah. I think for me in my life, I have been really focused on balancing at least three of them. I think usually it's like there's one that line falls way below the other, but I find that when I'm able to set routines around even scheduling time for just myself, Mm -hmm. um, there's this book called, uh, the artist way by Julia Cameron. And she talks about having an artist date with yourself, which is, you could just say it's like a self care date, you know, (laughs) like a time for you to invest in whatever space that you want to. And I, I do that um, for myself on Friday evenings, whether that's hanging out with friends or hanging out by myself and kind of doing my own thing. And I find that that helps me not only connect with my emotional intimacy with others, but also within myself. And then also having my scheduled like morning tea time where I can, you know, think more and pray more and meditate more and journal more and figure out like, where am I at mentally? Where am I at spiritually? Like just actually being more intentional with my time has really helped me. I think given that I've been on the celibacy journey for the past year-ish time, like it's been very, um, you know, I think sometimes challenging making sense of how I can still incorporate physical intimacy because like we were saying, it's not just about sex. It's not just about romantic connection but like that's what I've been craving the most like not necessarily just physical intimacy and like oh I could cuddle with Lexi if I wanted to but more so in a romantic way being Mm -hmm. romanced I guess (laughs) um and so I think I've been trying to see what that looks like for me in this season and how I can still somehow give that back to myself so that I don't feel so depleted and so even excited when I see a like potential prospect and I'm like oh like now I see this person as a way Mm. of fulfilling my needs and immediately going there Mm -hmm. and being like wait like I'm so full in these categories this person would just be like an add-on rather than like filling this space because I Mm -hmm. think that's also kind of what makes heartbreak so painful sometimes Mm. when we only seek fulfillment from this person to fulfill like one of our needs without us even focusing on how we can do it ourselves Mm -hmm. because when they leave it feels like you're empty and you're now unraveling because yeah I wasn't like you weren't able to have the foresight and cultivating that within the p yeah within yourself so that you're good regardless of who leaves obviously you'll still feel the like full range of emotions but it won't feel like this person took something Something from me that I didn't cultivate within myself a whole word y'all a whole word listen (laughs) your girl's been through some (laughs) and I think that's a perfect example of when we have the language and we can really do that self-inventory and assess and then begin to ask for what we need 
it puts us in a better position to just understand and interact with the world around us to get to that higher self and also be able to show up and support our friends because it is true like there are times you're like can I have a hug and I'm like oh yes like yeah I know what that is not just you know oh gross like right she has cooties right there's purpose behind the things and I think Mm -hmm. that helps us be better in relationship with each other. And so that's what my hope is, is that everybody is walking away, not saying like, oh my gosh, I have to do these exact things to get that cup filled, but sparking curiosity and questions saying like, wow, I never thought about emotional intimacy and like where in my relationships I have had that or not had that and what's the outcome and how do, if I want more of that, the things to do to cultivate that, the questions to ask. Um, because we already have that knowledge already within us. Mm-hmm. We just need to piece it together and then become advocates. Yeah. And if you guys are interested in maybe a part two of us talking about how to even communicate that to your friends and family being like, Hey, I feel like we've been lacking emotional intimacy, or I feel like I've been lacking this within our relationship. We can definitely dive into that a little bit more yeah. because, you got to have a lot of things yeah. before you before you go telling everybody you're like, yeah, I need this. It's like, cool. I also need right. <laughs> my bills paid. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> so but, don't, yeah, don't be popping off on nobody on the holidays. Right. Being like, Actually. Liv and Lex told me that <laughs> you don't give me any emotional intimacy. Right. So it's, it's not going to be anything so like that. I need you to that. read a book. Okay. Oh, right. And then we're going to talk about it. <laughs> See, no, we come, we come communicating with love is always you know and grace and patience all of the things but if y'all are interested in a part two where we talk more about that we'd be down but for now we are sending you all with good vibes and peace love blessings we will see you guys next time bye y'all bye guys all right that wraps up our episode this week We'd really appreciate if y'all could rate us on Apple and Spotify as it really helps grow our BGF tribe and support our podcast. As always, the conversation continues on Instagram and TikTok. So connect with us there if you want to join in on all the kikis. With that said, we will see y'all next time. Rest well, folks.